0: Heavenly Father, fill us freshly with your Holy Spirit and enable us individually and as a congregation to clearly hear your words of instruction today and every day. Increase your ministry in us. Amen. All right, so first I want to say thank you to Pastor John. I really appreciate the opportunity to be up here. But before I can go into any sermon, I've got to say. What a great job all these ladies did, doing all this hard work, putting all these quilts together. Months and months, they meet every single Wednesday, and they work really hard. And then there we're a lot of women who put together all of these um, decorations, and it's so beautiful. Because we're here, today's Harvest Sunday, and we're here to celebrate women in ministry. And this church is full of women who serve God in many different ways, here in the church and out and around the city and the community, just as God calls us. So if you're a woman in ministry here, we we thank you. Someone asked me recently, well, what do you have to do to become a part of women's ministries? And I said, if you're a woman, then you're already a part of women's ministries because no matter what kind of work you do, we're celebrating you. Um, So with that in mind, I decided that, oh, one minute, forgot, next important thing. The other reason we're here is because of this little box. Okay, we call it the blessing box. And a lot of people might not know what this thing is all about. So let me just give you a little information, especially you men out there. And by the way, thanks for being here and sharing our celebration with us. Um, The blessing box, this type of box, has been around since the early 1800s. Did you guys know that? That's a long time to be collecting this kind of money. It has a lot of different names, such as uh, mite boxes, mission boxes, thank offering boxes, and then the blessing box like we use. But they all have the same purpose. During the time when women were first becoming more organized, church women took the biblical story of the widow's mite and started to raise money for mission. The idea was that any woman could save one cent a week is she denied herself some little thing. And it worked. Here we are 200 years later and we're still doing this. And over these 200 years, millions and millions of dollars have been saved by people giving a little bit, filling these boxes, combining them with other boxes in the church, mixing them up and using them out there somewhere in mission. They believe that their small contribution could make a big difference, and it did, and it still does. So here at St. Paul, each each woman in our congregation is offered the opportunity to take one of these little boxes home each year on Harvest Sunday, use to collect money throughout the year. Some people, like, put a coin in whenever some really special thing happened in their life. Some people put money in on a regular basis. Some people don't drop money in here until today and then bring it in. But, and you're not obligated to do it, but it, it, you do have the opportunity to do that. Then you bring it back and we harvest the contents of the box with all the others and the money is given away to ministries outside of our own church. Last year we collected almost $800 and we divided it between warm and toward the fight against Ebola. This year the collection's going to First English Lutheran Church and the um, Evangelical Lutheran Church in Tanzania, where Pastor John says it's the fastest-growing church in the world. So to all you women out there, thank you so much um, for your offerings, and I thank God for all the blessings that he bestows upon you. So when Pastor, when I asked Pastor if I could preach a sermon, he said, sure. What are you going to preach on? I said, well, I'll preach on the sermon. Isn't that what everybody does? So that's what I said I'd do. But it wouldn't be right to not at least talk about the widow's mite, since it was her, that woman of faith, and we're going to celebrate her today as well, um, that brought us here today and and has helped so many people throughout the world all these years. So I'm going to compare the two. I'm going to start with um, reading you Mark chapter 12, verses 41 through 43. Jesus sat opposite the place where the offerings were put and watched a crowd putting their money in the treasury. Many rich people threw in large amounts, but a poor widow came and put in two very small copper coins worth a fraction of a penny. Calling his disciples to him, Jesus said, I tell you the truth, this poor widow has put more into the treasury than all the others. They gave out of their wealth. But she out of the poverty, out of her poverty, put in everything. But that always touches me. She put everything she had to live on. Wow. That's amazing, isn't it? You know, these, these two accounts, we all know that they have this one major difference. And that is, is that she didn't have much. And she was willing to give it all, and this other man, he had a, a lot. He was rich and he didn't want to. But I think according to the Hebrews scripture that we have, and I, I invite you guys to, to read that again later, um, it says in Hebrews, it says, Hebrews reminds us that the Word of God is live and, and active, penetrating as it judges the thoughts and attitudes of our hearts. And with that, I'm going to use the idea that even though Jesus is talking in terms of money, in both cases, the real lesson is about the attitude of their hearts. The attitude of their hearts. So why do you think that woman was willing to give all of her money away? I mean, if it were me, I would be totally freaked out. I would be holding on that money. I'd be going, oh my gosh, my husband died. He did not leave me a big insurance policy. What am I going to do? I'd be sitting there writing down out all my bills out and saying, what, how am I going to make it to the end of the month, let alone forever, right? It's true. That's just the way I would be. And if she would have acted that way, nobody would have blamed her. I mean, some people might have called her irresponsible or foolish for just throwing away all of her money, especially when there were a lot of rich people around giving a lot more would only seem right that she should hold on to hers. But no, she didn't. Why? Why did she do that? I think it was because God called her. He called her. He called her that very day. He spoke to her heart, and he said, trust me and and give this money. Little did she know what he was going to do with it later. And she trusted God so much that she did it. I think Jesus wanted us and his disciples at the time to see what a trusting heart really looks like. She trusted God so much to sustain her that she was willing to do whatever it is that he needed her to do because she wasn't worried about herself. He wants her to give, he wants us to give, and she did it. So now, how about, um, Oh, oh, one last thing now. I want to say this, that I can can guarantee you that no matter what as she put that money in there, I don't think she had any idea that God planned to take her faith and her humble little gift and evoke an entire ministry that has provided unknown dollar amounts to minister to people all over the world all these many years later. It's amazing. So now on to the rich young man. Jesus knew him and he knew his heart too. Yes, he knows that the man's religious and he follows the commandments. Haven't we always been told all of our lives that we should follow the commandments? Yet, Jesus also knows that this man trusts in his money more than he trusts in God. He wants him to be willing to let God change his heart. He wants us to be willing to let God change our hearts. He knows our hearts. He knows everything about us. You know, everybody in this church is, is in a different place in our journey in life. We all come with all kinds of different baggage and all kind of things that we've done all our life that's wrong or indifferent to people or not caring. It's different. We all have it though. And there's all kind of things out there preventing us from really serving God because he wants us to serve him by serving other people. That's what it's all about. And he wants us to be willing to let go of whatever those things are. God's always trying to work through us. It's our job to spread the gospel and feed the poor, you know? We can do that a heck of a lot better if we have willing hearts to trust God. So Hebrews says, let us approach God's throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need so i have a request i want you guys to go home today i want you to consider please finding a quiet place with your bible and sit and have a heart to heart conversation with god he knows your heart anyhow you may as well just be open with him talk to him about it all the things that you've you know that that you've done or why you haven't done things and talk about the things that prevent you from wanting to make a change He's willing to listen, and He's willing to change your heart. He wants to be able to use you to the fullest. You know, for years, I thought I was—I should go and volunteer at WARM. Years. I kept hearing His voice, come on, why don't you do this? Just step out and go do this. And I was afraid. I mean, I was afraid of the commitment. I mean, it is a commitment. And what if I screw up, or I don't like it, and will I let God down? But I felt really... I did feel sad, kind of depressed in a way, because I knew I was letting God down by not doing something that he really wanted me to. So one day I decided, okay, I'm going to trust God. And I went, I made the call, and I love it. I've been there, I've been volunteering as a life coach now for almost a year. I go in once or twice a week, and what a blessing it is. I sit and talk to people, a lot of poor, poor people who don't have much of anything, and I talk to them, try to encourage them, and pray with them. And they bless me right back frequently and they pray with me. I leave that place feeling so fulfilled and so full of joy because that's how we feel when we're serving God and we're doing the things that he wants us to do. I really cheated myself out of a lot of blessings for a lot of years because I could have been feeling that all this time. So please, please be willing to go home and talk to God. Be willing to serve because that's what we're supposed to do. God has a lot of grace, and we're fortunate. He loves us. So, and I want to say, how long do you think it took that woman to reach the the, the amount of trust that she had in God? I don't know, for some reason I've always considered her to be an old widow. I don't know, I guess we think that, you know, husbands die at an old age, and so she's old. So if that were the case, she may actually only be 20, but if that were the case, She had a long life, a long time to learn how to trust God. Nothing happens overnight. We don't change overnight. We don't wake up one morning and say, oh, I think I'll just do this. It takes a lifetime of training, and that's what what we're all here about. We're together training, learning, reading the Bible, encouraging one another. And so that's what I want to do. I want to encourage you to let God use you according to his will. Let me end with this. Oh, no. One other thing. Sorry, you're going. Oh, please end. No, I don't. We don't know what happened to that young, that young rich man either, right? But I can say this: that at any time in his life, he came back to the Lord and said, "Please give me another chance. I'm willing." God would, Jesus would have received him right back. He would have, because he loves us. He loves him and he loves us. Now, let me end with this. I heard a pastor once say, God loves us just the way we are, but he loves us too much to let us stay that way. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for loving us. We love you too. Change never comes easily, and when it comes to changing long-established practices, sometimes we don't even know where to start. But you know our hearts and what's best for each of us. Establish in us the attitude of willingness to trust you completely. Enable us to serve you freely that we might be generous in giving of ourselves, our time, and our possessions to your glory. In Jesus' name, amen.